intro huh i'm fucking with that intro. you like that <laughs> i like that intro yeah that's the this is my favorite part of doing the show every week i get to listen to that song and i love it man hey man that's a great ass song i'm really feeling that one <laughs> it's uh angelo moore from fishbone he did it for us on cameo yeah we i sent him a cameo and i was like hey man can you write us a intro song for our podcast and you know i had to actually do some editing because it was a little long and uh there was some spaces in between so i kind of sucked it out and uh but you know we got what we got so yeah, and it I'm, came out pretty good man it gives me a wholesome feel <laughs> yeah i enjoy it we gave our little jig on to it mm-hmm. fuck with it so What's going on, Darius? How's uh, your week going? Man, my week is chillax, dog. Like, aside from the crazy ass snowstorms we've been getting up here, we're over here. It's been cool, man. I've been chilling. Been been hella high the whole time. Yeah. I really got no no complaints. I mean, at least you guys are yeah. not in a situation that Texas is in right now. Yeah, at least you guys. Yeah, you at, see that shit? at least you guys are used to the cold, you know. Like uh, you've dealt with it. Those they don't know what to do. They're like, "What is this stuff coming from the sky, man?" I, my four wheel drive truck can't drive in the snow. I don't know how to do it. And it's the the power company is like, "Well, you guys are using too much power, so we got to shut everybody power off." Oh yeah, and no water either. <laughs> Look, I seen a video. On Facebook, I think it was Facebook, either Facebook or IG, these motherfuckers cut that power off in the middle of the night of a whole apartment complex. They already just going wild because, you know, they got their roofs and shit caving in and shit from the mm-hmm. water and shit. Motherfuckers outside recording the shit and then the lights just go out. <laughs> just pitch black and everybody just starts screaming and shit. I'm like, Dude. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, saying, you're talking about that video. Yeah. Because people don't know what to do. They're right. used to having all the things. They're spoiled in places like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dealing with that nice weather. Yeah, but it's crazy because a state as big, big as Texas should not be completely demolished by a little bit of snow. And it wasn't even a lot of snow either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a little bit. You feel me, though? But it was cold, though. But it was cold, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, uh, you know, there's uh, – uh, their solar panels and their wind, their windmills that they get power from. They're like, if if we had coal power, we'd still have power. Like it's because because of this green energy that you're not giving us power. And it's like, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? You know, like it's just like your uh your buildings and stuff aren't acclimated to that weather. Like nothing, you're not used to it. You nothing. Know? Yeah. There's no what is it called weatherization. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah. When I was in Texas, we got a little bit of snow and all the stoplights went out. So, <laughs> I was like, why is everything out right now? My dad was like, oh, we're not used to the snow here. It's like, damn. <laughs> so I think in general, the uh, this state of Texas is just not prepared for shit like this. They, they obviously not. I mean, this is going to probably change things because after this, they're going to have to, like, go back to the drawing board. Y'all got to figure some shit out so if next year you don't go through this all over again. But do you think they will though? Probably not. They've had issues. It's gonna cost them way too much money. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. With this one freak accident, are we gonna change our whole infrastructure just for that? You know, that's one time. This this one. Who says it's gonna happen again? Right. (laughs) I mean, wasn't it just a couple years ago there was a great freeze in the Midwest? You know, and like paint was freezing off of cars. It was like two years ago, right? I think it was like right after we moved here. Yeah. I definitely was inside that hole when I was fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know. I feel like our winter here hasn't been that bad. Can't complain compared to the first winter we were here. The first winter? The first full winter we had? Yeah. Well, we, when we first moved to Maine, mm-hmm. we showed up, uh, I showed up uh, February 18th, I think. 
you know, so I, that way I didn't have Ooh. to be here for Valentine's Day, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, that's <laughs> why you showed up. <laughs> so, smart man. You're a smart man. Uh, so, don't like, don't <laughs> encourage that shit. <laughs> so, I showed up like on the 18th and I was like, this is the perfect time to move to Maine. Winter's over. We're okay. You know, we're living in this crack motel and, you know, we're both looking for jobs. And I have like two interviews lined up in a day. And it was a nor'easter that showed up. And there was like three feet of snow outside. And it was like the first week of March. And I was like, man, this isn't fun. <laughs> Why do we come to Maine? <laughs> Y'all write about all the water too, man. So that makes mm-hmm. the temperature drop immensely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I work on the water. So I'm even when I'm leaving work, like you just getting all that extra wind from the water blowing on you. I'm like, God damn. Oh, I can't but, stand that shit. I don't never go downtown when it's winter time. Because I can't be by the river. Mm-hmm. That shit too cold for me. Yeah. Around. People like to go downtown, though. Downtown Detroit is popping in the wintertime. They have a lot of winter activities, and they do the tree lighting, and then it's always uh, different, like, stands and hot cocoa stands and marshmallow stands and, like, all that shit. So. I've always seen it, like, on social media. <laughs> but I, went down I, was, I try to explain this to people. Uh, people who live in inner-city Detroit... They don't go downtown that fucking much. It's not like some people do if, like, you work downtown or something. But if you don't, you're not just hanging out down there. You're really not. Like, if you, like you say, you're from the inner city, you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, you didn't did everything downtown already. So to just go down there now is just like, yeah, it's nice that you've got all this new shit popping, but. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Seen it. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Seen it, been there, done that. And like, then it's a people. hassle too. It's a hassle to be downtown sometimes. A whole hassle, mm-hmm. whole hassle. Like I'm 32 and never been on a people mover. You never been on a people mover? Never been Damn, on a people boy. mover. Every time Who I raised thought, you. Look, every time. <laughs> <the> streets. <laughs> <laughs> every time I thought to go in that bitch, it was just like a whole complicated process. I'm like, mm, fuck this damn thing. It only goes in a fucking circle anyway. What like, is it? A train? Yeah, the People Mover is like a train that like transports that. you from like Cobo Hall to like the Civic Center or some shit like that. It goes mm-hmm. like through both centers or something. Okay, I, I'm not. I could Think be completely subway wrong station about that. Above ground, like right, okay. like an L train. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it, it, but it doesn't go very far, right? If I'm not mistaken, it just moves you from is it Cobo Hall to like somewhere else. Yeah, somewhere else within downtown. Yeah, it's it not literally like a... just goes in a big ass circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And transports you to certain buildings and stuff. Um, <laughs> when we were kids, we did it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were at a science center or fair or something like that to where we used to people mover. So I did shit like that through school and like the clubs and shit I was in. Yep. See, you had you had a good schooling. But I had a good. Carmen's like, I had I had the good school. We got to do the fun stuff in my school, you know. You're trying to act like I didn't grow up in DPS. <laughs> I went to, DPS was different from mine. No, you know what the different difference was? I love school. You guys didn't like school. Y'all hated going. Y'all didn't want to sign up to no activities or do nothing. I don't even think it you played no labor. sports or nothing. Free labor, man. I only play sports at home. <laughs> yeah, like we would play football. Uh, in the summer times, all the time, and mm-hmm. then uh, we play basketball on a block all the time. Yeah. But I don't even think Darius was ever part of really playing ball or nothing. He didn't never. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I'm Just... not that type of man. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna catch me watching sports. You're not gonna catch me playing. Like if it was football, yeah, but anything else, you're not gonna catch me playing that shit. Uh-huh. I really didn't even like getting dirty. Right. Keep it G with you. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. I don't like sweating. I'm not fucking around, man. Mm-hmm. What's the bullshit? Just hang out. So, you know? why, why would I want to get all out, wet and dirty and pushing people? You know what I'm huh? Do I the want my hands outfit. on you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> see, you that's, see and that's the that's the other side of Detroit because you have you have like two different sides. You definitely a big part of Detroit is people like to be flashy. They don't. They can be fucking living. On the streets. They could be sleeping in a cardboard box, but they're going to have the new Jordans on. Like, priorities are completely fucked up. <laughs> completely fucked up. But be looking fly at a party. 
<laughs> I know a nigga that sit out and wait for the new Jays before he get his daughter some diapers. He'll get his daughter some diapers though. Yeah, he'll get them. Yeah, but he's gonna I, get them Jays first. I gotta go to Foot Locker first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's gonna go to Foot Locker first. <laughs> get the new Jordans. That's why he didn't get his daughter ones. He be like, oh, I ain't had no money. I had to get her some diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Cause okay. the size, what the average size for a guy is like, I'd say between a ten and a twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, those shoes cost a lot of fucking money. That's hundreds of dollars for a pair of new J's. Sometimes we what upwards of two hundred. Clean over it now, dog. Really? Look, Kurt, be careful. I don't know how deep you are into like shoot with shoes and footwear, sneaker mm-hmm. wear like that. I say about ten years ago. A pair of Jordans, and this is me working in the shoe store, first really getting the aspect of how that game is ran. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. I Jordans used to go there like and get the discounts. <laughs> Let me get those. You feel me? 150. Mm-hmm. Kirk, we 10 years later, them bitches is like 220. Yeah. That inflation for shit that just keeps coming out yeah. over and over and over Going to change some colors. Niggas going crazy. Going to change some colors. And then, you know what? We're going to have some reissues. You know, and <laughs> we're going to put the old ones out that we already put out and we'll, we'll make another extra hundred bucks off of it. You know, he makes it real quick. Just use some cheaper material. That's right. Yeah. And people hey, still buy them. Crazy. It the is. They'll be out there cold, rain, sleet, snow, sun beaming on their heads. Mm hmm. Paying for motherfucking raffle tickets that ain't going to help me get them bitches <laughs> just so they can all match and be fresh. Right. Yeah, I can't Why? remember what year it was, but <laughs> it was a year where some came out maybe five to ten years ago where some Jordans came out and, like, people were getting killed over them. Like, it was a really bad was year for Jordans. Was it, like, December time? I'm not sure. I just remember being in the news that it was, like, a, a bunch of shit happening at the mall. People were fighting and, like, snatching them from each other. It was some 11s. <laughs> December is the worst time because... The 11s usually only come out in December, close either before or real, real close to uh, Christmas time. Those are like Jordan's most popular Jordan shoe. Niggas will go crazy. They don't shoot each other no more. Niggas will go crazy <laughs> for them shoes. Like, yeah. we didn't have to tackle motherfuckers in the store. We didn't have, we didn't have to do all types of shit. We used to have to have the gate down and then let two, three people in at a time mm-hmm. and then drop the gate right back down. Like, them shoes sell out so fucking fast for no reason. And then the crazy part about it is, is after they sell out, you can't really get them from the stores. You can't get them from the stores no more. Right. So your only option is to go to resellers who then up the price another $200. Mm-hmm. So you got people paying four, $500 for a $200 shoe just simply because they ain't feel like having to deal with the hassle. Right. Yeah. That's shit I can't do. It's like you're, <laughs> you're seeing that right now with like net next gen consoles and stuff, you know, the playstation 5 and the new xbox you know the exact same thing you know <laughs> hey uh you know i just got this bot and i bought three you know ps5s and i'm gonna sell them for a thousand dollars a piece and people are actually paying for it because they want that console right now even though the first uh, you know outing of a console is always fucked up somehow you know always. <laughs> there's always an issue they're going they're going through it with the controllers not linking the motherfuckers freezing and shutting down on them mm-hmm. kicking them off the servers I should have been one of those people going through those issues. Like I had my shit. I have an Xbox, uh, Xbox One. Okay. So you know when you shop online and this shit through your Xbox, you can set up to when you want the shit to drop and you get it. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers, thanks to PUA and unemployment, then bought up everything before I could even get my pre-order in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like so, it's bittersweet <laughs> for me watching motherfuckers who got this shit now and they having difficulties. But it's like I should be with that group. Like fuck mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> Well, also you're you're also working, and then people are using the unemployment money and buying it up. (laughs) So that's just like, uh, (laughs) like you're working to buy this PS5. They're just sitting on their ass and like using this money and paying for playstations. That's right. Like y'all some bitches. And then I get a notification in my email like, oh, the Xbox the uh, Xbox Series X is now available for sale. Such such. All right, bet go on there. Sold out. Sold out. <laughs> you get to, you got to set up the fuck notifications me. on your email. You didn't get that email fast enough. <laughs> I, didn't. 
I need to get that bitch as soon as they type in it. Like, <laughs> can you send me a text before you hit the send button so I can get it? <laughs> For real, man. Yeah. The, the hard working man ain't getting it no day. That's like, right. We ain't winning no more. <laughs> nope. Is that a Amazon cup you got? Uh, no, this is a cup with a smiley face. We're not doing any branding. <laughs> don't give Amazon nothing. They don't pay nothing. me for that. <laughs> they don't pay me for advertising. <laughs> what is it? Uh, what is it like working for uh, Amazon? Um, I can give you two different aspects. I can give you from the delivery side and from the distribution side. So, which one you want first? Uh, the driving part, having to drop off those fucking packages. The driving ain't shit wrong with it. Like, in the wintertime, it's a little irritable, but outside of that, like, delivery and all that shit, they make it so simple and easy for us. Really, if you just have some level of under basic understanding and common sense, you can fly through your shit. Pretty simple day. Like, the hardest part about it is loading your van up. You might have like anywhere from like 100 to 200 packages to load up in your van, but you don't have to load them up individually. Everything's in bags. You scan the bags in, load them up by order. That's how you really get through your shit. And then you just follow the shit on your little phone. They, they give you, they give you the GPS. Where What's your first route? I mean, your first delivery, your whole route. Your route's already routed everything. for you? Yes, super everything. simple. Just, super simple. Just go drop super it off. Super simple. Yeah. Oh my Take god! Picture, Can you imagine? I'd be so lost. I have packages on the wrong damn porch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Y'all she's fucking. She's retarded. Yeah. Like I can't. I have packages everywhere. It does happen though, but it's always based on like where you at. So if you like in a rural area and it's really hard to see the the addresses and shit, and it's night time. Oh man, you're freezing. You're freezing up. The street and everybody got shit. Oh, are you there? I'm moving. I'm here. <laughs> uh, Can y'all, yeah. y'all hear me? There, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah, we got you. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm here. <laughs> All right. All right. So, what was the last thing y'all heard? Uh, uh, you're you're talking about the packages. Some people do fuck them up. You're in the rural area. Addresses are hard to hard to see. Yeah. So it does make it a little harder than uh to deliver them properly than what it would in the residential area where they got street lights and porch lights and the addresses is either on the mailbox, on the house, or on the curb. Right. Like, but. Like I said before, outside of that, it's it's simple as fuck. You just go up, drop it off, take a picture of it, go to your next delivery. Yeah. See, we live in a city that uh, um, all of our buildings are like 100 years old. You know, New England, it's, you know, Portland's the city's been around for a while. And uh, so all of these houses that we live in here, they're all like possibly at some point were single family dwellings that they've split into apartments. So like you might see a porch and that's the entryway into their house. So that's what that's what we have to deal with. Like if we get something delivered to us, like we have to tell them it's down the down the down the the driveway around the corner. The the first door that you see that's our door, but it looks like it looks like it's just like a, a, a little like side entry, you know? Like it doesn't yeah. look like the entry to our house. So um, y'all get y'all get Amazon out there, right? Of course. Yeah. Everybody wow. get Amazon. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the, where Not the fuck everybody. You? Well, when we when we lived <laughs> on Catalina, when we lived on Catalina, uh that was the main way that you got things because you got the two, two free two-day delivery. So like even on Catalina, you know, living on a remote island, you know, we're getting Amazon. They got everything wow, you need, you A to Z. Saying. But you were saying though, that's why I asked because being somebody who works in that part, y'all, it's, it's based on the worker. Like, even explaining how you how the houses set up there, somebody like me, if I was to read on y'all thing, because the customers can tell you exactly how to get right. to their shit. As long as the GPS got to that the right building, 
you can have go around the back of the house to my house. Front door is for a separate part of house. Right. I see it as I'm coming out the van. So I'm a, as I'm walking up to the front door, I have the choice then to be like, <laughs> all right, so I can leave it here, let right. them deal with it, or take it around. Right. So that's, what it comes, like me, that's what it I'm comes down it to. Lazy motherfuckers just leaving packages anywhere <laughs> is like, yeah, I don't feel like walking down that driveway, so I'm just gonna leave it here on top Literally. of the on top of the shit bucket. <laughs> on top of the Literally. bucket, they put the dog shit in. I'm just gonna leave a package on top of that. Like, so that's awesome. Because I ain't all holier than thou. There's houses where I pull up and say, go to the rear door, and then I'll look and be like, <laughs> boy, you better hope you're your child. That's all right. <laughs> that's so funny. So, um, so me and Kirk, we met on Catalina Island, and when we met, he worked in the maintenance department pretty much. He's uh, He pretty much just fixed all the shit on the island. So I don't like to say maintenance because I, I think a n- normal maintenance man, like that's, they were doing shit that is above the normal maintenance position for well, sure. Well, you're kind of, you're, you're out on a desert island. You kind of have to make things work. Like if something has to work, you just kind of have to figure out a way yeah. to have it, have it work. You might, yeah. you might have like a, uh, like a hose connection that is, you know, on a shower head instead of an actual shower head because you don't, you know, because you need to turn it off because uh, something in the uh, cartridge is leaking and you can't get it. And otherwise it's just going to leak water all the time. So you have to put a stopper on it, you know, like just weird stuff like that until you can get the parts that you need. Yeah. So they're doing that. I was in the kitchen. So even though we were uh, starting to fill each other, starting the date and like all that stuff, we kept it super separate to where like for a while, nobody knew that we were even like liking each other or I don't know what you call it or canoodling on an island. Nobody knew like, (laughs) what do you you call it? I don't know what you call it. Nobody knew we were fucking around on an island. And uh, so with you and your girl, what is the dynamic? with her being your supervisor at work. All right, so peep game. <laughs> Me and Tasia known each other since 2005. We've been real close. Like, I branded her as a sister. I shouldn't have did that. Always yeah, that's kind of weird, man. Always <laughs> it. It is. Hey, look, that's why I got to say it. That's why I got to say it. You I just, really you just wanted to, <laughs> you wanted to just keep her close. So you like, she like my sister. Keep her so. close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause she didn't met a couple of our old friends and shit. And at that time, and we was dogs. Kurt. Like we mm-hmm. was some, we was some dogs. Carmen to tell you, she used to just laugh at us. We was fucking dogs. We, we didn't know what the fuck. We didn't know how to treat girls. Right. I knew that the best See, that I could That's why nobody knew my business. Cause time, they didn't fucking. Was like her, her, her best friend. Mm-hmm. So like, for like a good two, three years straight. Like it was just like as much time as I spent with them on the block and everything like that, I spent with her when I wasn't on the block. So we really built like a true friendship with each other. And it was me who was keeping it at, you know what I'm saying? Even though I did like her, I right. did like her. I never really showed it. Never even knew that she actually, you know, had some feelings for me at that time. But that's something she'll go to. So years go by, you know, people live their lives, time is split up. You know, I ain't seen or heard from her like 13 years, 12, 13 years. Motherfucking Instagram, a motherfucking great tool. Seeing her page, like, damn, I ain't seen her in a minute. Added her, had a little, hey, what's up, you know, here and there over the couple of, the past couple of years. Right. But I ain't really, you know, I was going through my own shit with my kids and other shit, trying to figure that out. So I ain't really trying to pursue her. I just let her know. I see her. Hey, how you been? Da, da, da. Yeah. My grandma had, she's real spiritual. So she had like a real influential talk with me one day. And it helped me like lead myself out of old situations and bad bad energy I was putting out. 
Get the fuck out of here, boy. Hey, I ain't want to get all spiritual and be like, my, my grandma was like, let go and let God. And I was like, all right, well, let me play mama alone. That's the true story. All right, but you got to you gotta get his situation. You all in love right now, but you got to get us a little more time because you ain't you just ain't cheated yet. <laughs> I don't cheat no more. <laughs> I stopped doing that. No, I think you really like this girl. I think it's cool, but Man, what's the dynamic at her. at work? Like, how do you feel? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Let, Let him go around. Back- Let me give you the backstory, man. <laughs> oh he got spiritual with his grandma. Get the fuck out of here. For real, because look, <laughs> this was before I had even realized that she was working at the station that I was working at. Mm-hmm. Like, all this happened before I go to work, and then, boom, she there. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Where do you come from? What's up? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, but we at work, so I, you know, keep it cool. Then I don't see her no more. Probably about like a month later, I see her again, and now she working with my company. And she my motherfucking administrator. I'm like, what's <laughs> up? Like, yeah. But then it gotta be casual. Like we really don't see each other at work, so it's right. perfect. Like the literally the only time I see her at work is if there's a fucking meeting with everybody. She'll contact people if need be contacted, but. She doesn't call me at work. So, yeah, you're doing deliveries and stuff, and she's just an admin. <laughs> she's doing, like, computer work and, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Yeah, so. I'm in the field. You're not, the field. You're not side by side, which, you know, works. Carmen was, whenever we worked on the island, she was in the kitchen, and, you know, I was out doing other stuff. So we didn't work side by side. So, you know, that's just the, it's, it's kind of like it doesn't even happen, you know. See each other, say hey. That's it. Yeah, I used to not even say yeah. hi to you. I used to completely ignore you, like you didn't exist, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to put put him out there. He had been living there, and I didn't want to put him on blast until like we got drunk or something, and then I then I put him on blast. She's like, "That's my boyfriend." <laughs> you see that guy over there? That's my boyfriend. Hey, she was proud too when she did that. She was. I was drunk. There, I was drunk. There was there was a guy, and he and I were having a conversation, and Carmen ran up to him and said, "Don't talk to him no more. He my bitch." <laughs> I was like, "Get this crazy woman away from me! I don't know what's going on." <laughs> uh, he claimed hers. <laughs> I think I was too much for him in the beginning. He wasn't. He wasn't used to my um, my kind of energy. He has his was own energy. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It was the ENJ. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, <laughs> without the ENJ, I got a smart ass mouth. So <laughs> the ENJ is worse. <laughs> oh yeah, it de- especially it depends. I can either be really fucking nice and I'll give you everything, like like here, here's some cigarettes, here's some weed, here, have a shot. Or you can catch me on a wrong shot at ENJ, and I'm like, bitch. And then I say some stuff and. Then the next mm-hmm. day, everybody. That's the only side I've ever seen. It's not at me, though. So Where, I, where's I this nice side? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I've never seen that well, nice listen, side of you. Da- this is the thing. Darius didn't party with us and drink with us like that. Whenever Drew was Smart having man. parties and things like that, <laughs> he was never part of that situation at all. It was always the other guys or the the girls from the neighborhood and things like that. But, it, like, they didn't. They wasn't in that group of partying. Mm-hmm. I think I started off a little yeah. earlier than they started off with partying. And that's because I started working so early. I had the money to to buy all the shit. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, know. They the ones that really introduced it to me. But it, I couldn't hang for real. Like, I wake up. Yeah, Drew, out, turned, Drew turned out the whole neighborhood because Drew was older than all of us. So Drew low-key turned out every single person in the neighborhood. He used to throw Thank those you, parties. <laughs> He used to throw Thank those you, parties, boy. and the parties used to be so popping that you wanted to go. Like, it's a fire pit back there. It's a keg back there. It's like, well, I want to go. Shit. <laughs> All the parents were so cool. They was just like, fuck it. Yeah. Whoever house they end up at, y'all take care of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The majority of the time, it was my house. My house of Carmen's. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was a little bit different. I had to hide it more. I had to sneak around more. Like, my mom was always like, oh, my God, you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's like, damn, man, she was killing my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, t- you, it's too mom, late Mom, I'm a now. teenager. Let me do what I want to do, okay? 
seriously. <laughs> if I if I'm she didn't realize she didn't find out I was smoking weed until I was already a year and a half in. It's too late. I'm already strung Wait. out on it, girl. <laughs> you missed the point. You missed the part where you were supposed to like, don't do that, girl. I've already been doing it. I got a quarter in my pocket right now. You can't stop me at this point. So. No, not at all. <laughs> you just have to it's, accept it's it. <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time my mama found out I was smoking, dog. I had to pretend like it was my first time smoking. <laughs> I had to bring out the big guns, sit there and brush out in tears. <laughs> I had both my cousins I had Tez and B looking at me like nigga the fuck is wrong with you nigga, I go on the side of them look up I got my mama here and my auntie here through me Tez and B we were smoking at Tez's house in the basement and my auntie and my mama came in and they smelt the weed like, of course it was high as fuck in the basement so <laughs> Tez goes upstairs first me and B downstairs fishing the blood they call us upstairs. We call upstairs. We all sitting on the steps. They yapping, going, fussing. I'm like, uh, telling us all type of crazy shit. Oh, weed's going to fuck your skin up. Weed's going to get your skin. <laughs> then, 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 just, the weed going to fuck I'm, your right. skin up. Jesus. Man, it was all type of crazy shit. So I just got tired of hearing it. And I just like started forcing some tears down. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I already know what I was doing. It's my first time. I just wanted to get high and go see what it was like. These niggas always high. I'm always with them. So I was like, fuck it. Might as well. Like, <laughs> down too. Oh, my God. And his mom is like, it's okay, baby. Like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. So so Kirk no. knows about this uh, this infamous uh, drinking story. Which one? <laughs> the only one. <laughs> you was tapped out after that. I don't think you ever drank with us again. I don't remember ever having no, a drink with you after that fucking day. I think that was the no, last time. I had a couple. Yeah, but not but with you me. you was already too drunk. Yeah, you was already too drunk by the time you pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> you always pulled up drunker than what I was when I decided to stop. The first that's time. How, that's how the, the day you crashed came about. Oh, the day I crashed the moped. No, you know what? I was at the party that day. I left the party and went to my auntie's house where they were also getting fucked up over there and they're smoking and doing all this. I left her house. When I left her house, my cousins were like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. And then I just zoomed off on that. <laughs> they didn't even have a chance her, to stop. She's dangerous. Mm -hmm. She's dangerous. Don't <laughs> let her get nothing that has two wheels. <laughs> I, I know you can't keep your balance on two wheels if you're drinking. It's really difficult. <laughs> but this so back to this story. So me and me and Darius got this story where we end up getting drunk off of E and J one night. And the crazy part is no one day. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I guess you could say that it was a it was a long day. It was a long day. We drank a lot of alcohol, and then uh, I think at one point we had drank a fifth of E and J. And we went back to the store, got another bottle of E&J. I don't even understand how we got back to the store, how we got back to the neighborhood. I don't know how they let us get that alcohol from the store. It's crazy. But that night, Darius fucking, he gets drunk, he face plants in a fucking alley. And then now I'm stuck with this fucking dead body, all this dead body weight in the alley. I don't know what to do. So I'm like, fuck. So I'll go around to the house because it's right in back of uh, right in back of our house. Go around to the house. I'm like, Ma, I need help. So now because Darius got fucked up, I had to tell on myself because I could have snuck in the house and went to sleep. Now I got to tell on myself because this motherfucker, I got to get help because he in the alley stuck and he not moving. Like, fuck. So my mom, my mom, so I think uh, your sister, Anthony, everybody came around. Your sister was crying. She, Your sister was ready to whoop my ass. She thought I killed her brother. She's like, oh, my God. My mom like, he just drunk, girl. <laughs> and then they folded him up and put him in the back of the, the trunk and then dropped him off at his family house. And the next morning, I come over there. I'm like, damn, man, like... <laughs> he had his parents had he was in the basement so his parents hadn't come down yet mm -hmm. and then his parents come down and i i think your mom said carmen you down there i was like yeah 
<laughs> Darius goes up there. He tells his mom, you're the one who started me drinking. You gave me the first glass of wine. So I wouldn't be drinking if it wasn't for you, you guys. You flipped it on her? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, she let him slide. <laughs> now, mind you, she let him slide. He didn't get in trouble. I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> going through it with my family. And the only reason I got caught because his fucking ass. <laughs> Sometimes you lose, Carmen. He yes. wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> Sometimes man. you lose, yeah. That's the thing. Everybody else was already doing something. That's the only reason Darius was selected to be my drinking partner that day. Because I would have never chose his fucking ass. <laughs> you would have never been my partner because I knew you didn't have a tolerance. But it Look, just turned out that I way. Felt remembering going to the store because she doesn't remember what I remember. I remember going to the store. I remember being like, all right, because we was fucked up. But mm-hmm. I, we was at right. that point. We were still functioning. You could still. So I remember it. getting back to the uh, to the alley. Remember all that shit. It's just once we cracked up with the bottle. I don't remember nothing after that. All I remember is getting back, cracking the bottle open, and then I wake up covered in my own urine and puke, like, <laughs> in the basement, mm-hmm. naked on the floor. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought I was right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what happened. I was scared. Like, Yo, Well, who first off, I don't know who somebody in your house undressed you and then just threw you in the basement. <laughs> right. Yep, probably. Right. He was the one that gave me the rundown. And coming from him, it was scary. Like, I really felt like like he let me believe like an animal raped me. Like <laughs> I'm like, but I don't, I ain't nothing hurt. He was saying, I don't give a fuck. You, ain't go, you better get checked. You got rabies, drunk motherfucker. Like, what you mean I got rabies? <laughs> Found you like this in the alley. Where was Carmen? <laughs> Carmen? Carmen wasn't there? Where was she? I don't know. I'm like, oh, damn. Then she comes over, lets me know what happened. And of course, like she said, my mama called me upstairs. I'm like, oh, all right. <clears throat> Listen to her a little bit. Got real loud, like, nah, man, it's your fault. <laughs> you made me do this. <laughs> you let me know it was okay. I learned it from you. I do it and fuck up. <laughs> I learned it from you. I was like, what's all fuck up? I'm on punishment. That's mm. messed up. My mama is very, I love her to death. I'm not going to say she's gullible because she's not. She is very logical. So I knew how to play on her logic. Right. At a very young age, she taught me how to think appropriately, think quickly. Mm-hmm. So I let her know, like, yeah, hey, man, I mean, I did it with you. Right. Why can't I go do it with somebody else now? Like, uh-huh. somebody you know, somebody you trust, somewhere we were safe. I just had a little more than I thought. Right. Well, okay, we were sitting in the alley behind my house because hey. I couldn't let my parents know I was drinking. So hey. it wasn't really... I mean, we're safe. The alleys were nice. (laughs) Exactly. They were clean alleys. They were mowed weekly. (laughs) And it was behind your house. (laughs) You couldn't do it behind mine. I had an alley behind my house. Yeah, the alley behind your house was fucking disgusting. Yeah, nah. That was a different age, though. Like, we grew up in a different era, man. It was a whole different time. Like, it was safe for kids to do some retarded shit like that. In the middle of the day, like sad to say, because that really ain't safe for kids to do. Kids do not do that. But yeah, like for us at our age to be doing shit, that was the safest time. It's way safer then than it was than it is now. Like, cause how shit is now today, you can't even let your kids play in the motherfucking park and turn your back for a minute without somebody trying to be like, hey, lure them over real quick. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that story. That's my favorite story to do. No, that's sh- Carmen. <laughs> Crashing the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We got a we got a bunch of stories like that. I have to I have to blame all of that on Drew though. Drew was throwing those popping ass parties and Blame it on E and J. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but that also <laughs> that also came from Drew. E and J. Nope. All from Drew. Dude, we putting all this E&J. on Drew. Kurt. <laughs> E&J. I used to never leave the house without a bottle of E&J. Mm-hmm. Like driving. It's fully influenced, 
<laughs> fully influenced you. You know what's crazy? Here, we don't have liquor stores like that, so you have to go out of your way to fucking get liquor. So you got to drink, like, beer or wine, but we don't have, like, liquor stores on the corner like you guys have in Detroit. Okay, so y'all do got a few? Yeah. We have liquor stores, She's, she's over-exaggerating. Carmen exaggerates a lot. I'm sure you know that. She's over-exaggerating <laughs> about how little liquor stores we have. We have a standard amount of liquor stores. You go to the Derek, grocery our, store. Our liquor you store You go to a grocery store, seven. they're going to have a liquor st- section. Like, that's just what it is. Okay. Our know? liquor store closed it's, at It's seven. not like they're scarce and you can't find any. You know, I you can that's go down the street. She was trying to make it seem. You can go yeah, down the street. There's a Whole Foods. They got the half the stores of liquor yeah, store. Yeah, but it's different. You know, it's different. In Detroit, <laughs> there's one it's on different. like every fucking corner. Here, I gotta go yeah. to fucking Whole Foods, or I gotta go all the way down to Commercial Street. But also, our city is only like five blocks. So I mean, how many liquor stores? Bro, do you, need? Like <laughs> you know. It's an inconvenience. Our though. downtown yeah. area is like five blocks. It's different from being able to walk down <laughs> the street. Spoiled alcohol. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. She want her liquor and she want it now. Yeah. She don't want to go across the town. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Detroit, you she can like at my mom's house, you can you walk out her backyard and then you just right there, and then you go down the street a little walk. further. I can walk across the street and it's three of them. Yeah. Yeah, we got more restaurants like, than anything. We got restaurants like that. I think on our block we got like thirteen restaurants. Just on our our block. Right? What you consider like uh two neighborhood blocks, maybe? Sure. From like on our to, street. Yeah. Yeah. Just on the street that we live on. Thirteen restaurants. This is a crazy amount of restaurants, yeah. <laughs> Are they all different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's not right. where we live. There's like no like no like chains. You know, they're all like independently owned like restaurants. So all the flavors are different. And yeah. I don't know. It's hipster central. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maine. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. And then it's Portland, Maine, because I don't think the people say the rest of Maine is not exactly like Portland. Portland is a little more progressive and a little more popping than the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. So we in the in the best part of Maine, I would say, to sure. live. Maybe. Well, I mean, it depends who you ask. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask y'all a question. Okay. What is one thing that you guys have learned or come to appreciate about Maine more than your respective hometowns? Um. Well, for. Me personally, uh, hometown not really a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I haven't. Here we go. I haven't lived in the same spot my whole life. Like I've, I've okay. lived. You know, the most I've lived in one area is you know seven, eight years, and that's probably you know Louisville, Kentucky. So like, I've, I don't, I really wouldn't consider anywhere I've been a hometown. You know, like I lived on Catalina for six. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like I've moved around a lot, and um, okay. So what? <laughs> what? Well, you got so let's make place. it plural for you then. <laughs> huh? Your hometowns. Hometown. Oh, okay. Out of everywhere you live. Out of what? Yeah. What do I respect or uh, like most about Maine or Portland, Maine? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would say uh, I like that they plow their streets. You know, we get a lot of plow. You know, they plow their streets really well. You know, when it snows, you you always know that the streets are going to be clear, man. You know, going back to Texas, they don't have plows down there, man. They don't have plows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Loki. You guys are thinking about going to Ohio. Keep in mind, Ohio don't plow their shit either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that shit. I be in Ohio delivering. I don't like that shit. Uh-huh. This shit ain't right, man. Yeah. They need to plow in Ohio. Yeah. You pay city taxes in those places, and then you don't even get the basic things like snow plow. So you don't really actually know where your taxes are going. I think that's the big issue, and especially no, in Detroit. You know. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you know where it's not going. You know where it's right. not going for sure. Like in Detroit, I, f- I think that they took my city taxes like three times. It's like, oh, you owe for something. Uh, years ago, like what? Like, oh yeah, you owe for something years ago. We're just gonna scoop that city tax right up. 
Like, you guys are taking taxes. We're paying taxes. The street still got potholes in it. No snowplow. <laughs> like, I don't know right. what's going on. The day I found out, I get paid. I mean, I get charged taxes to live in the city. I stopped claiming that I was in Detroit. I started putting addresses and Taylor and shit. You get charged what what tax? City taxes. Oh, city city taxes. City taxes. Just for living in the city. I think that shit was like twenty something dollars. Yeah, and then it doesn't go it doesn't go towards anything. That's the issue is is um like for example, by my my mother's house, there's a big park there. It used to be a park that was up and running, but now it's just most of the equipment been torn down, you know. These little fucking ratchet ass kids tear all the shit up. Mm. So they they removed all the little parts from the park, and now they're rebuilding this park, and they're putting a pond in it, like a duck pond and all that. And it's like, why are you guys building this big ass pond in this park? We need money in other places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, other places. How about re, re renovate these damn buildings? That yeah, I like motherfucking. <laughs> Taking up all the land. And that's all they really want to do, man. They just waiting for shit to drop the motherfucking property value. Wait for motherfuckers to move out so they can suck up all that land, sit on it. It's all a fucking game. Well, if you build up a pond like that in a neighborhood where there's a lot of houses that's torn down, I I just don't get it. You got this beautiful pond. You don't get it now because you're looking at it right now. Yeah. You got to think about what they thinking about in the next five to six. 10. Yeah. yeah, city planning. Look at really in the next three to five. Why would they put a big ass pine in the middle of a park that they just renovated yeah. around? It's silly. With, with nothing but bullshit around it because yeah. they didn't either already bought up all that bullshit around it or they bought to buy up all that bullshit around it, tear it down, sit on that land, rebuild. Mm-hmm. I mean, something got to be done in Detroit as far as rebuilding. Especially the amount of houses. It's whole neighborhoods that's just completely burned down or just uh, vacant. Vacant. Empty-ass lots. Yep, it's like About whole neighborhoods. two, three houses on each side. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> For real, that's just sad. I don't even like riding through the city no more. Yeah. Especially in neighborhoods where I used to grow up at. Like, even the schools is closed, though. Like, vacant as hell look like haunted houses. You want to go to a haunted house in the middle of fucking February? Go on the east side. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> east side go is... Go one of the motherfucking elementary schools where they used to have a garden set up. Go to one of the old workshops. You're going to still hear some creaking, see some old saws in there and shit. Mm-hmm. I know, because I went like a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's pretty specific. That sounds like you know a little bit about it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So, uh, to switch gears a little bit, I want to talk about this Takashi Six Nine and Meek Mill situation. <laughs> Did you see that video? Both of them, nigga. Yes. Oh my! Wait, which God. video? His music video or the first video? No, the video oh, of them fighting. Of them no, getting first into off, it. There were no fight. No, that's just yelling at each other. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, that's what they were. And it, it's working. It's working. Everybody on all the media outlets is talking about it. So whatever he does to get publicity or get people looking at him, it's fucking working. It's working like a motherfucker. I think that nigga did like a million plus in like seven hours when he dropped his new video. I didn't even hear the song. I just know that he put a clip. Of the video when he was calling me Miller Pussy and shit. Oh my god! I just video. I just saw that music video. I didn't listen. I didn't watch the video. I didn't realize he did that. <laughs> yeah, he did that shit. I don't even remember what the song went like. No, I just saw it. It's on the internet right now. I just saw it posted on my YouTube, and I I didn't listen to it. So pretty much what yeah, we're yeah. talking about is a video of Takashi Six Nine waiting for Meek Mill when he comes out of the. I think they was at a restaurant or little club or something like that and they came out and he uh he just started going off on them and cussing them out and mm-hmm. like Meek Mill don't really know what to do he's like this kid just waited for me and don't. popped out and started screaming right. <laughs> but that's but just... I don't 
No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's his whole thing, though. He he like he likes to make an uproar and you know call people out, and that that's his whole thing. That's how he gets how he stays relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, talking mm-hmm. talking shit about other people, and that's just the way he is. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's pretty. Fifty Cent did it for years. Huh? Fifty Cent has done it for years. He just a little smarter mm-hmm. about it, so it kind of works out for yeah. him. Like, 50 ain't out here antagonizing motherfuckers that really... And that, that's what I'm trying to say. The way 6ix9ine does it, I kind of am starting to grow to respect it because it is exposing a lot of these rappers, these street rappers. Like, because in Meek's little videos, he, he like, oh, you want me to go to jail? You want me to go back to jail? In academics, the most notable one, but a few people pointed out, Wack 102, Meek, you ain't got no issues to where if you was to really beat that nigga ass, you would go back to jail unless he would call, you know, and be like, hey, Meek Mill just beat me up. But everybody is seeing that he came at you. So self-defense, my nigga. Like, how would you go back to jail, my nigga? You ain't on probation, none of that shit. Like, So you you guys wanted him to beat him up? If Meek is really a street nigga that got an issue with 6 9 <laughs> yeah, beat that nigga ass. And if this nigga running up on me, nigga, I'm going to beat your fucking ass on camera. Me, me and my security going to beat you and your security ass. That's what that's what we about to do. That's what we about to be on the Shade Room, World Star, all that shit. Nigga. I'm not about to pull my phone out and record. This nigga, I, 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 like, that shit gay as hell. See, this why is why, this, this is the difference. This is the reason why it's so many uh, guys in jail because you guys are stupid girls don't think that (laughs) way because he already did like what six seven years he did six seven years in jail he doesn't want to go back he don't want to be in there so he doesn't want to do anything to put himself in jeopardy instead of that you guys didn't like you guys then broke down every little fact on why he could beat the kid up and get away with it instead of just not doing it I'm going to be real. I've never cared for Meek Mill. I'm not going to say I never liked him because I don't know the nigga. But I never cared for Meek Mill. Didn't like his rap style. Well, he's Terrible. ugly. I hate him or the yelling. That's, that's your opinion. I don't care about how the nigga look. I just don't care for Meek Mill. So, <laughs> he's ugly. He's hard to look it's at. Easy for me to say, <laughs> it's easy for me to say for a nigga that talk all that rah-rah shit and you be pressing weak-ass niggas like DJ Academics and fucking Safari, not calling them weak-ass niggas, but I'm just saying, like... Well, it's DJ Academics. This I is 6 mean... 9 Right, but this is 6 9 my nigga. This is, this is the rat, the rat. Nigga, like, beat this nigga <laughs> ass, dog. What the fuck? Like, he not gonna go call the police. He Why wouldn't he? People that... Did he not just snitch on a bunch of... Did he not just snitch on a bunch of people and get a bunch of people locked up? What you mean he won't call the police? He'll he call the want, police first. He don't want antagonizing. He don't want antagonizing. I'm trying to tell you, man. What yeah, he's antagonizing, but 6 9 is okay with calling the police. <laughs> I believe he is, but I believe he won't. Especially yeah, so, if he's the one coming at you. Like, if he's coming at you, he ain't. But if his wife is threatened, he will. But at that moment, I don't think he would have. If they would have, if they would have duped it out, if they would have got to a big ass bra, I think the. If somebody else was recording, then yeah, it probably would have came out like, oh, a big brawl between them, da da da. And I don't think anybody would have called the police and said nothing. Like, especially not six nine, especially with him pressing Meek like that. And I feel like Meek should have just kicked them in the mouth or had a security do it. Somebody should just whoop that nigga ass. Y'all niggas got half a million dollars worth of jewelry on your fucking neck. You can't buy the nigga out the same night he knocked the motherfucking snitch nigga that came up like. Yes, it's too many things I can think of and say about <laughs> Meek Mill why he should have whooped his ass. Like, <laughs> I think man. he did. I think he did the smartest thing by walking away and not giving him any more any more energy. What if they would have gotten to a no. fight and Six Nine's bodyguards would have stumped Meek out on the ground, and now he would have had to deal with that. He would have had to fire and hire a whole new security team. Yeah, but he already didn't got stumped out. Now his career over, everything over with. It's just easier to just walk away. Hey, it wasn't easier to walk away. It wasn't. Because now 6 9 popularity has ev- elevated. He didn't put Meat Mill in a fucking music video that didn't fucking elevate it. Like, 
<laughs> career-wise, yeah, Meek Mill really ain't got that much motherfucking credibility left. Like, after Drake hit you, nigga, and knocked you down, like, and then you go befriend him again, like, oh, all right, buddy, hey, you lose Nicki Minaj, you know what I mean? You do a whole lot of fucking shit. I think like, uh, I think uh, uh, the reason that uh, one of the reasons Meek Mill didn't want to uh, go first off, I think he was confused. I don't think he knew exactly what was going on. But I think for example, for example, I think sometimes like a regular man might not want to fight a gay man who's not that small because you might get your ass whooped and everybody gonna know. Maybe he ain't want to even go there. What if something happened and he lost? Now he's over. Then he shouldn't rap about what he rap about and shouldn't be mad or try to. It's all rap. It's entertainment. Nobody do the stuff it, they talk about. And that's raps. what I'm. And that's what that's that's what I'm saying. Six nine is is what's popular now. Yeah. Hip hop, rap, music. It's all a generational thing. We didn't grew out of this generation that's had that's that's taken over now. That's why it really you really can't relate to it. The kids now though, they love it, they follow it, they breathe that shit. Meek ain't in that generation. Six nine in ours, the one before the one under us, and you know, he got the little ones. Like he he in that. Because right. there's no value, there's no no real moral compass in this generation. Mm-hmm. All they know is TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Oh, talk shit here, talk shit there. Oh, they they all they know is drama. That's all they know. That's all they ever seen. So they enjoy that shit. Six nine got a whole demographic larger as far as popularity than Meek Mill now has, based off of the shit that he you know the little diminishing things he went through. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all that shit affects your career. Yeah. So I feel like in this situation, it wasn't better for him to not do anything because now everybody looking at him like, so the shit you be rapping about, nigga, really ain't shit. So you saying he needs to? You saying he needs to get his numbers up? So he should have fought Takashi so he can get his numbers up. He should have fought <laughs> Takashi, dropped the music video with the fight in the music video, tagged six nine in it. <laughs> You feel me? But six nine got That's to it first. That would have that would have that would have wiped six nine out completely. Because ain't nobody really listening to his music. Like anytime he, anytime he drops a, a mixtape or album or the actual song, number wise, it don't it don't pop. Like you know, he don't go number one. It, it get a lot of views and shit. People are watching his videos. They're not listening to his music. Exactly. I don't have his music they, on my phone, but I'll watch his video on YouTube. Not me. Let me watch his video. Not quick, me, but, you know, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, let, me, let me see what he did. Oh, 6 9 just dropped? Let me see what he talking about real quick. Right, yeah. And then, rah, rah, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time, you're sitting there like. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in the middle of the video, you see Meek Mill and that bitch like. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, um. They made a documentary about um, him on Hulu fairly recently. In the documentary, uh, he's quoted by saying, "Music's my music's trash, but the videos are good." Like, so he knows like what he's doing. He's just looking for those clicks on the on the YouTube's. He's not really and mm-hmm. you know followers on Instagram or whatever. You know, it's not really about the music. You know, it's just about talking shit to people, and that's it. You know. Yeah, he's he the goat, man. He might, he might be the goat. <laughs> he figured it out. Like he figured out what these new kids want, what the new generation is, is feeding on for them, and he's capitalizing big time. I feel like it's dumb because it's gonna get him hurt, but at the same time, you're exposing a lot of motherfuckers right now. So at the same time, like, hey, maybe maybe he really talking some shit, some real shit, because you really don't know what's going on. They know. They really know what's going on in the, in the yeah. world they live in. We don't. We just know what they putting out. Yeah, right well, now, I'm gonna I'm go and uh, I gotta go and check out that Takashi Six Nine video. But uh, D, I think this is the end of our interview. What? I didn't even get to talk about the, the gay nigga. 
tranny nigga playing basketball. Oh, well, tell, hey, talk cool. about it. No, talk about it. I don't like that shit. No, I'm about to say right now, I don't like that shit. It, it's weird. There's a dude, it was on Facebook. He now goes by Gabriella, and he's playing in the women's community college basketball league. And is that really a like league, a though? Women. The women's is that really college <laughs> basketball league. Some California shit. The, like Santa Clara. WCC. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole story just fucks me up. Uh-huh. But it's it's actually women on there like defending it. And I'm like, how? How can you defend that? Like that's fucking wrong. Like So it's a man that's a now a woman woman. playing it's a transgender woman that's playing on the team. Mm-hmm. With with girl with college girls. Right. Forty year old, ex Navy, six eight, two hundred and something pounds. Because he's in community college. I get it. Mm. Yeah. So you know, he's going for he's well she she's going for a career change, you know. (laughs) (laughs) She's going for a career change, going to community college, like, oh, I like to play basketball, go join the community the women's community college basketball league of California. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, yeah. I just feel like if there was a statement to be made in that situation, might not be the first transgender to play in the male's league. You know what I'm saying? Sure, like, that's true too. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is society so accepting of a full-grown man being able to walk into a, a gender-neutral? Well, I ain't even gonna say gender-neutral because that's a whole different thing. But walk into a fucking woman's locker room with other young ladies just because he identifies. As a woman, mm-hmm. that is a good that, point. That, to me, that's a stupid shit. That is a good point. If you identify as a woman, why why can't you be a woman on the men's league? You know that that, that makes I never never thought about it that way. Nobody ever brings that up. Like it makes perfect sense to me. You can't. You can. You can live here, in Maine. They protest at your goddamn front door. You say yeah, some shit like that out, out loud. You get kicked. <laughs> you get kicked right out the town. You say that here. <laughs> They're not playing. <laughs> I'm here for it. I might just come down there. That might just be my motherfucking campaign, motherfucking. Uh, what's that shit? No, nah, they get slogan. They they get you out of here. There you go. They get you no, out of here. Slogan. You wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, people been talking about it for a while now. Like, is it fair? Is it no? It's obviously not fair. But you know what? If the team is okay with it, or if the league itself is okay with it i think it should be fine it's i think it, it, yeah, let's let's, have to let's be it. honest the women's community college basketball league of california makes their own rules okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they could they could get the shit down on their own terms yeah so i think yeah we, we're looking about what anybody else like <laughs> if it was a uh, if it was real college basketball or a WNBA or something like that, then I, I could see where where people get attached to it. But yeah, the, the community college basketball league—I don't know what that's about. That whole situation is is frustrating from <laughs> just the name. <laughs> I just see, I just see the future of it. That's all. Like it's going to start with this, and then it's going to be WNBA seven foot. 320 Emmanuel Johnson, now known as Gabrielle's princess, <laughs> or some shit like, oh yeah, she's dunking over these these ladies. Oh, I bet she is. Like, the fuck? <laughs> what do you think about? So, uh, you have a daughter, right? Two. Two yeah. daughters. How do you feel about your daughters being in the bathroom and then a man walk in? Transgender woman. I have to kill that nigga. <laughs> I'd kill that no, nigga. dude. I'd kill that nigga. I'd kill that nigga, dog. No, the, the bathrooms are just. <laughs> the nope. bathrooms are gender neutral. Nope. Only way I'll accept it is if you're going in the stall and you already got the surgery. That's the only way I'm going to accept How it. How you going to know? What like, you going to say? Show me? You gonna, I'm, this is how you going to know. Because that motherfucker going to walk in if it goes to the motherfucking urinal or the stall. <laughs> I think they all go That's to the how stall. You gonna know. You think? <laughs> I know. There he is. If you a have, if you have, go, you have daughters. You realize a man 
A man gonna always go to the urinal. It's not a man. It's a transgender woman. Dumb. <laughs> That's what you not getting. If it still, if it still got a dick and goes to the urinal, it's a man. I I knew a man, and he sat down when he peed, and he had a he had a, a logical point for it. He was like, you know how how often do you urinate a day? Um, maybe like eight times. I think that's, you know, usual. Maybe, you know, uh, so he would sit down when he peed. You know, that's maybe like, let's say 30 seconds. 30 seconds to pee. That's four minutes of sitting <laughs> down. That's four minutes of rest. Times that by seven. Times that times that by 52. That's how many hours of rest he gets a year just by sitting down when he pees. He was from Mississippi. Is that man you? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, but it was the guy that he used to work with. <laughs> that man is gay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm sure he was not, but uh, he was an old. He wants to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm not understanding that logic. Like, that's what you sit on the toilet when you're shitting longer. For like, that's what you sit longer on the toilet while you're shitting for it. Uh -huh. like, why do you sit, in, especially in public? Why would you sit on a public toilet just to piss? Uh huh. That is true. Yeah. Why would you pull your? That's taking up more time just to. <laughs> Like, you never uh, saw right. you never saw a nice public toilet you're like man i wouldn't mind spending some extra time here no okay <laughs> well i'm just saying going forward like there is going to be more of that it's going to be more inclusion and more gender neutral bathrooms especially in like banks and public spaces and uh, big city buildings and things like that and so there is probably going to be a situation where your daughter is in a bathroom with a transgender woman and it's one of those things that you have to accept or you look like you homophobic. Having a phobia is to be afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it. I'm just standing for what's right. And if my daughter's <laughs> walking to the bathroom and I don't even realize that it's a gender neutral bathroom and now that's a show big ass grown ass man wearing a wig walk in, I'm going to walk in right after that nigga. And I'm going to stand right there. And if he goes to that motherfucking stall, I'll even be. If he goes to that motherfucking <laughs> urinal, his ass is beat. <laughs> oh, my God. Your logic is <laughs> out of control. I can't. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There's... That's funny. We're going we're gonna to have to. I, I, I guess it's an alpha male thing. Yeah, maybe. I think... Uh... Also, you in Detroit, y'all not as progressive. If you was here, you just kind of, you just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not as accepting. Here, like, people is like, oh, everyone loves everyone. So it's a different vibe here. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, I think this is the end of our interview. So if anybody have any questions or suggestions, please go to sweetgravy at gmail.com. Sweetgravypod sweetgravypod at gmail.com. And also check out our videos on YouTube and hit the subscribe button. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, it was good talking to you.